know that the workforce and jobs are shifting daily, and every corner of the workforce has to adapt to those changes. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to play back something from Compete 2020. Our guest is someone who shares that exact view around the way our workforce is changing. She knows that the only way we can win at work right now, it's through innovation and by investing in technology to train and upskill our people. This conversation was led by our Director of Customer Success, Jared Center. He talked with Tracy Pierce. Tracy's a healthcare professional serving as the SVP of Learning, Development, and Strategic Outreach at Common Spirit Health. Common Spirit is one of the country's largest mission-based nonprofits. Their vision is to build a healthier future and serve the common good by advocating for our most vulnerable people and finding new ways to improve health for all. This is one of my favorite sessions at Compete 2020. So please welcome Jared Center and Tracy Pierce. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's my privilege. Thank you. But we'd love to learn a little bit more about you, your background, and um, what you are focused on today. I, I feel really privileged every day when I wake up and can say that I'm part of a, a one of the largest uh, mission-based nonprofits in the country. Um, Common Spirit Health uh, always looks to serve the underserved. Um, we offer uh, health care regardless of one's ability to pay. And uh, when we look at what we're facing right now with the pandemic, um, more now than ever, it's really important that all of those community, um, urban and suburban hospitals are you know, receiving the support that they need. Um, but regardless of what role I play as, as a leader in the learning and development um, role within Common Spirit Health, it's nothing compared to the first responders that kind of put themselves in, in harm's way every day to, to often care for somebody that they have no relationship with. So in the last few months, um, it's given me a whole new perspective about the quality of, of people, frankly, and, yeah. and the work that we do. Tracy, when you think about the future of work, when you think of that phrase, what, what does it mean to you and why do you think it's important that we talk about it? Well, for us, it's been, it really has forced us to look at um, and take on board things we're capable of delivering. You know, um, we pride ourselves that when a new employee joins the team, that they have and get an, an onboarding that's high touch, um, really focuses on the mission, the organization, the tours. All of a sudden you face a pandemic where your onboarding is all occurring remotely. So, you know, how do you do something like that and still make it high touch and still make sure um, tools and equipment are where they're supposed to be? And yet a big portion of those people onboarding are caregivers. So they are going to be on the front line. So there's this balance between doing things remotely and having the reality of people not being remote, you know, being on the front line and interacting with, with the sick and the, and, and the needy. So it's, it's, it's really been, um, <laughs> it's really been a, an excellent learning, but mm. I would be lying if I didn't tell you um, in many cases, we're just kind of trying things and, and making sure that um, we're tracking. So we have a baseline ability to measure, did that work? Why not? Did that work? Let's do it again. You know, so, so really trying to be very, clear about what we did that was different how was it different and so we can clearly learn going forward we need more of this and less of this and you know this can wait what are some other examples tracy of things that you and your role and your team are working on today 
to, and obviously you're, you're doing a little bit of reacting in the moment, of course, not as much time for advanced planning, but of course you need to think ahead a little bit. What are some of the other things your team is kind of focused on right now? Well, the team originally is a, is a pretty robust team focused on a brick and mortar approach, right? We have cohorts, we have instructor led. Now we're moving to, um, you know, virtual interactions. And how do you make those interactions using technology like we're doing today, um, yep. the, the Zooms, the Googles, the WebExes of the world, how do you use those technologies and, and in such a way that you can still have breakout sessions, still have that interaction, still have that learning from each other, experiential training, um, not in a, in, a, in a classroom format. That's something um, you can appreciate when you're nonprofit, you don't spend a lot of money on technology, right? right? So all of a sudden we're learning very quickly what technology is a must have, what do we have to work on to at least be able to launch or have the dialogue like we're having today, Jared? It's, it's not that it's challenging. It's just not a question you ever asked. When you are when you go to a conference room, it's like, does the video work, right? That's the biggest right. challenge, the video start, right? So, right. Um, you know, these are the other things. And to still have that ability to connect and, and have a conversation when the person might be sitting in their home office. So all of our curriculums are shifting from being that um, brick and mortar classroom to 80%, 90% online, right? The only things that are really in this time that are in person are the things that are um, standardized to audits, you know, the clinical audits, the things that you actually have to go show people um, on, in any service area are the only things that we're, we're actually doing uh, in person. So we've, we've moved, 180 to how we operate and that that's been uh, a lot of days of laughter <laughs> yes that, I, I, you know that that's the mindset and that's the attitude you have to have what are some of the things that you've been hearing from from your team from your employees from your peers um what are some of the things that you uh, like about remote work or that you're seeing that are helpful for the future of work and then what are some of the things that you think um uh, we really need to continue to work on so I think one of the things that, that uh, I, as I kind of alluded, a sense of humor goes a long way. But I think one of the things that has been most shocking is that people realize they can do it, that you actually can have a meaningful conversation, make decisions um, and deliver good work while working remotely. I, I, I won't say it's been shocking, but it has at best been surprising for a lot of people sure. that you can actually do this and do it particularly well. Um, I think um, what you get out of the employee, depending on what time or era you're from, this idea that the leadership has to see their team members in front of their office is, is kind of, uh, you know, in the past, it's like the yeah. reality of it is, it isn't even about trusting your employees. It is about you probably getting more work because Frankly, I only have to look good from the waist up. You know, if I go jog in and then jump onto a call, nobody really knows. And so the workday, I think, is, is you get a lot more out of any given workday. Um, for those people that are the creatives, and I'm very lucky, I have a lot of creatives. They've done a lot of uh, team building and, and activities using the system. But on the flip side, I think um, the ability to walk down the hall, have an idea and say, hey, Jerry, let's go have lunch. People miss that because at the yeah. end of the day, humans, we are but clannish, right? We kind of, you know, we like to go off into, so things like that, um, I don't know 
long term how you can replace the ability to just uh, break bread and and, and um, have a, a chat that wasn't expected that we do a lot of group think out of that you know yeah absolutely and I think what's what's interesting to think about when we talk about the future of work too is uh, the generation that's coming up and is entering the workforce currently so when you talk about you know walking down the hall and and, and, and asking me to you know let's go grab a bite for lunch the current generation that's that's coming into the workforce that isn't something that they either are used to or maybe even comfortable with right in terms of face-to-face interaction which i think is interesting and um but we know how important that is of course right in building culture building teamwork um and so when you think tracy about this next generation entering the workforce what do you think has to change if anything to better prepare them for the next their first five to ten years you know out of school entering the workforce where things are shifting so quickly what what do you think that um, we need to do to kind of like better prepare this next generation well you know i think in many ways this next generation um has a head start on us first of Mm -hmm. all because they're very curious they'll ask questions that in previous generations you know you kind of raised your hand and if you got the nod to ask a question you would ask it whereas this generation just ask question there's no there's no stupid question they have that down um but when you talk about building culture you know culture is built by examples right you see how you know your leadership your your leaders of your family i mean let's let's just be honest we learned most of us learned how to behave by watching how our elders behave so it's very difficult to do that on a camera so so the ability to have circles of of communities of, of learning, I think is going to have to be um, something that we all look to. And that, that mm-hmm. circle of community may not be happening in, in the workplace. Maybe it's happening in a, in, a, in a coffee shop or in a workspace. You know, coming from the Bay Area, you would go to any given coffee shop and if you, you know, are sitting at the right table, you could learn a lot, you know, about yeah. a variation of subjects, right? So I think that's what you're going to see is a lot more community works rather than, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of um, holistic themes with a broad brush. The world's been global for a long time. So you are only a a call away. So the ability to have conversations with Europe and Asia, that's been done via technology for a very, very long time. But there's always been that meeting for those important events um, that just traveling is not going to be the same. I I don't think traveling is going to be the same. And I think with the most recent, unfortunately, spike in the age group, of who's getting this particular pandemic, it shows that no one is immune. It really isn't about you're of this age with this underlying condition. It really is about if you're not protecting yourself and um, you too could get something. So then traveling becomes something that you must do, not necessarily that people want to do anymore. So I think all of those things put together in in this generation, they're going to have to address those and probably address it in small bites as opposed to mm. a, a global policy. But if there's any group that has a head start, it's this group because they are very, very comfortable with technology, right? Very yeah. comfortable with technology. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right. And speaking of that generation, um, the example that they're learning from is, let's say, their household or their parents that are modeling for them. And then, of course, in their first, you know, whether it's 18, you know, 21 years, they're most of most of them are in school right um before they before they would start working at common spirit health for example um what role do you think that our educational system plays tracy 
in preparing kind of that, that generation? Well, I think one of the things we've, we've really noted is when you look at a curriculum, um, for most of us who, go to, who attended a four-year college, you have these kind of forming courses, right, mm-hmm. before you get into your major. I right. think that, that's going to almost be flipped where you have a lot more specific specifics in learning and a lot less general. That's why I think the online education has seen such a spike because they will take into consideration how you work, your ability to attend an in-class versus online. And so I suspect, and obviously I, I don't know, but I suspect you're going to see an increase with online education uh, as opposed to going to a, a four-year school where you live in a dorm and these, you know, these types of types of things, which is really sad because, you know, those were the best years of my life. I would have given I know, up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know. I, I've said that I'm, that I, you know, feel so bad for it and, and grateful that I, that I have a college experience. It's, it's just, it's, it's yeah. one of the many unfortunate things, you know, that, that are happening right now. And, um, yeah. uh, we'll learn from it, but no, it's, uh, it, it was fun for sure. What would you say, what would be your message to those top 200 HR leaders across the globe in terms of how their role and then the impact that they can have, um, mm-hmm. on the future of work? What would your message be? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. You know, throughout my career, I've always thought of HR as an enabler rather than a policing department. And I think depending on what organization you belong to, um, your role often is is the policing department. I think more now than ever, HR has to move and be very much at the forefront of enabling an organization to work with this transition, right? So how do we encourage um, leaders to, to learn the and adapt their skills to this virtual workforce? How do you um, learn about to do team building, to, to make sure that a new employee has a buddy? I mean, what are the things that you're going to stop doing versus start doing? And, and HR is driving that um, to get the right people on the proverbial bus, so to speak. I, I, I see that more than ever when I look at the kind of courses and the tools that we've offered in the last five months. It really is a lot around how do you still lead and lead with courage in some cases, um, but lead with enthusiasm and motivation in all cases during this time, right? Because we're working, but we still have a lot of unanswered questions about what does all this mean, right? So it's the balance between, yeah, you've got to care about what's going on in the world, but maybe your best ability to contribute to that is to really do a great onboarding where somebody feels like now I can get Mm -hmm. to work quicker, faster, so I can help um, deliver some results. You know, that's what comes to mind. You know, that's the kind of question you got to give me up, you know, for me to really think about. But off the top yeah, of my head, yeah. that's what comes to mind. That was, I, I thought that was a pretty, I thought that was a pretty good first, first run at it. First run at it. I'll give you, maybe, maybe I'll round up, you know, the top 200 HR leaders for real. And then we can, we can. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure was, I've got a lot of learning to do from them, yeah. you know, so. That was, and you know, to be honest, Tracy, I think what you just said is is also a key when we think about the future of work and what's changing. I think making sure that no matter where we are, who we are, that we all have a lot to learn from each other. Um, right. And and that kind of continuous improvement mindset and and you know lifelong learning mindset is gonna I think gonna take us far for sure. Right. There's there's a dual message. It's a lifelong learning and there's hope. 
you know, we always, you, you gotta start every day with hope, you know, and, and a wicked sense of humor. That will get you, those elements yeah. will get you far. There you go. Well, I think those were all the questions that I had, Tracy. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate this. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tracy. Um, and thank you so much, everybody, for, uh, for joining us today. So that was Tracy Pierce, a leader in the healthcare industry who understands innovation and how it moves everyone forward. Like Tracy said, one of the things that's been most shocking is that people realize they can do it, that you actually can have a meaningful conversation, make decisions, and deliver good work while working remotely. It was one of the notes I wrote down from Tracy's session. I thought it was uh, super relevant today. We just need to give people the right tools to keep them empowered, focused, and motivated because the future of work is here and now. I thought it was an awesome session with Tracy. Great having her at Compete 2020. Now, back to work.